Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. All right, welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast, Kevin and Chuck. Today, we're going to talk basically the government of a survival group. Mm. Um, Basically morale, but also kind of law and order and how you deal with things and how it should all work. You know, I always tell my kids, you know, socialism works on a small scale. Right. Like with your family, you know, Mm -hmm. you kind of carry your kids who can't you know, earn money and buy shit or whatever, you cover it for them. That's what people do. Well, that's kind of the same thing in a small group like the Indians. Right. The Native Americans were very socialist in their tribe. They still had kind of one guy in charge. You know, you Mm -hmm. had like your chief and do that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And he was able to kind of keep order and civility. Um, Then as they got bigger, you had like a tribal council. And they would kind of decide things. I don't think that's necessarily a bad way to go on a small scale. Right. Um, I'm not advocating for socialism as a general uh, philosophy. I see see right through your arguments here. But basically, socialism's cool when I'm the dictator. Right. Now you're seeing it. You need a benevolent dictator. Benevolent leader. Mm -hmm. And that's, I, I'll be your king. You'll be the king? I'll be a good one. I'll be a good leader. Um, but, I mean, it's a, it's a it's a hard thing when you think further out, you know? Mm-hmm. When you talk about, you know, you know clashes of personalities. Um, you talk about uh, somebody committing semi-serious crimes. I mean, you know, sometimes you got to shoot somebody. But, I mean, there's, you know... Want to have to kill somebody? Death penalty shouldn't be for everything that goes wrong, you know. 
Not everything, but most things. Well, I think you could well, deal we'll with talk cutting a it. pinky off. We'll, we'll get it. We'll start know? out with a pinky. Yeah. What about a pinky toe? I mean, that's even less noticeable at right. parties. Right. You're a little bit more of a jerk. We cut off your thumb, you know? Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. work your way up. That sounds right. So, yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of things. Well, you got to figure. So, obviously, we're talking about in a shit hits the fan kind of world scenario. You know, no, no law and order anymore. Um, you know, maybe Wyatt Earp, but aside of that, mm-hmm. nobody else is, is around. And so, you know, if you end up like in this world, I assume there's sickness, people are losing loved ones, um, bad things are happening. There's possibly raiders and things like this. Um, a lot of people are hungry. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are missing their iPod. Right. Um, you know, there's a lot of different things that are adding stress to right. your family's life. Right. I, family's I don't cohesion. give my daily dose of, of the Big Bang Theory and I'm just losing the my shit The air conditioner's now. not working. Mm-hmm. Um, these kind of things. Because odds are if electricity's coming to your house from town, yeah, then there's probably some kind of government and law and order happening. Mm-hmm. Um, once that goes away and things get whatever... Tensions and stress, things seem to get a little right on edge. And, you know, I don't know if you guys have ever been on, like, a long car road trip. Yes. You've been down that road? Yes. And people start to get a little testy. I'll give you something to cry about. People get a little smelly uh-huh. when you're all in close quarters. Yeah. Um, you know, these kind of things. I remember my dad driving the car and reaching behind him trying to smack me at the same time. We're doing 65 on a freeway. You just swing. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to get me. That's good parody. I'm eight. I can get up in the corner. You can't reach me. <laughs> what are you thinking? No. But that's it. So people get stressed out. And, you know, everybody, even the closest, you know, happy couple, you spend that much time together and you add the other stresses. You need to find a way. Right. So... You had some basic ideas of things we could do to kind of ease the tension? Yeah. Well, number one, I would say communication is important. I like that. You know, uh, they used to say a bitching soldier is a happy soldier. Because it's a bitching sailor. Uh, well, it goes both ways. Sailors, but if they stop. Well, sailors do go both ways. Yeah. Well, right. yeah. All right. That's a different thing. We're not going to get on that. No. Right. Uh, you know, but that's because if you stop hearing them complain. That means they're planning on killing you and taking the boat. <laughs> it's it's, it's, yeah, it's mutiny. Uh, but, you know, you basically want to kind of uh, do an assessment with people every once in a while. How you doing? How you feeling? You know, some people might not might not tell you unless you ask. Um, and you have to have the people that are with you have to know that they can count on you. You know what I mean? You have to be... Uh, uh, supportive. Well, I think people. like it goes back to like, you know how you always hear like the seals or, you know, maybe the green Berets, rangers, whatever the no man left behind kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Well, the reason they have a philosophy like that is you want that trust. Like I'll respect you and follow you into hell mm-hmm. because you're giving me the same consideration. Right. By having my back. And that's, I think, that that what you get in these these worlds is, 
yeah, you know, I expect high results from you, but if your kid gets kidnapped, guess what? We're all stopping what we're doing, and we're going to all right. look for it. We're going to get that figured out. Figure it out, you know? Um, that's the kind of thing that builds trust, you know, is loyalty and, you know, basically having each other's back. But if you're a shitty provider, even if you mean well, you're going to kind of lose respect fast. Right, right. I think, you know, it's also important to, to you know, it's easy to, like, shit on people for not doing things right. Yes. You know, but it's also important to make note when people are doing things right, you know? Nobody likes a negative Nelly. That's right. That's right. And the more positivity you can bring into a situation, especially a situation like this where, everybody, you know, it's high stress. Um, you know, you're not talking about whether or not you're going to get your electric bill paid on time. You're talking about whether or not your kid's going to be able to eat. Eat tomorrow. Right. right. And so, that's the thing. There's no Motrin. Right. There's maybe the uh, the medication that your family member's taking to keep them from going over the edge. Mm-hmm. That doesn't exist that anymore. Doesn't, yeah. doesn't exist anymore. There's no Valium. No. I mean, stockpile that. If you, if you take Valium, stockpile that shit. I, I highly heard. recommend having illegal amounts of Valium in your house if that's something you depend if on. If that's something you need. I've heard about people's wives who take happy pills. Yeah, I don't know what, I don't where know they what get these. They are. Where do they get these happy pills? <laughs> but I just heard that's a thing. Mm-hmm. And if you have happy pills, those are going away. That's right. So I don't know if you know what that means. That means people are unhappy. Unhappy. And unhappy people are the people that slit your throat while you're sleeping. Now, there was... I I don't even know where this quote comes from, and you'll all probably be screaming it at your phone right now or yelling at me. But what is the one where uh, you know they say continue until morale improves? My wife was like, "Is the first thing you're going to (laughs) say the beatings will continue until Mm -hmm. morale improves?" No, that wasn't the one I was going for. Um, Actually, I was thinking they say that if people are too busy working. They don't have time to plot against you yeah. or to, you know, whatever. That that was always the thing. That makes There's sense. There's some truth to that. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate to say it. It's a good Light thing. Idle hands are the devil's playground. There you go. Mm-hmm. We'll go with that. So one of the things that you might want to consider is have the people, um, have people have roles and right. jobs in your community. So maybe, you know, again, this is, all right, we're a family of five. Mm-hmm. One of your kids can be in charge of the food. One of your kids can be in charge of, you know, gardening. One can be in charge of security or scouting or gathering firewood, different things like that. As you get into a bigger, you know, community where you're three families or five right. families working together. All right. You know, in charge of whoever's wife, you know, Judy is in charge of the gardens Mm -hmm. and she does everything with that. Right. And, you know, Jim, you're in charge of security and that. And maybe you're so big that you have security and then you have a militia or -hmm. maybe you have a gathering team that goes out and finds, you know, scavenging that kind of shit. There's a lot of different roles, but putting people in charge of something. And then even holding them accountable Mm -hmm. is good. Um, Depending on the size of your group, you know, if it's maybe five adults, you know, maybe you, your wife, your friend and their wife or whatever, and then their extra boyfriend or whatever. Right. Maybe it's just one person is the leader. 
mm-hmm. you have to have somebody who kind of that's the law. Yeah. And you don't take people into your community kind of thing unless they're willing to agree with these terms. Right. If you're in a group with me after the apocalypse, don't make me your leader. Right. I'm going to try and have sex with everybody's wife and Kevin, I'm gonna create going to create some new David religion. Garage. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be bad. So, I mean, that's something to be aware of. But, you know, if you're down for that wife swapping, if you're like, that's how we keep up morale in the uh, right. apocalypse. Could be a way to do it. Maybe Kevin's your guy. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. No, no, wait. <laughs> they don't get to have sex with them anymore. Oh, no. Just me. Oh, okay. They're cut off. All right. If you want full on David Koresh, maybe yeah. Kevin's your guy. You know, but if it's not, then maybe he's not your guy. Yeah. No, I mean, you want to, you want to, if you're going to put somebody um, in charge, you want to make sure that you can count on him. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't want an asshole just because no. he's a bully and he's the one that ends up in charge. That's the person whose throat you end up slitting. Yeah. Now, again, they can't be a total pacifist. Oh, mm-hmm. he's a nice guy and we like him. But maybe he isn't the brutal, and maybe the brutal, you know, soldier guy is in charge of your military but not the overall in charge. Right. Again, these roles are going to overlap. It depends on the size of your group. Then maybe you have like a council, like I was talking about, you know, they have the like tribal council with the Indians, mm-hmm. um, that kind of thing. You know, once you're into six families, maybe every family has one representative that's part of this council that kind of votes and makes decisions. Mm-hmm. That's Okay. But you need to kind of come to terms and decide how your group is going to function before everybody joins the group. Right. Um, now, you're you're getting worried and panicking like, oh, Chuck, what are you talking about? A group and planning and, and whatever. Now, this could be something that you put together before the world ends. Mm-hmm. These are things you guys want to have a discussion about. But maybe... Even as families come together, hey, you know, this is a block party. You know, we're, we're putting our little cul-de-sac together and we're going to put a barricade at the end of our street to make sure bad people don't come. You need to kind of come up with, hey, who wants to be on this team? And if everybody's like, oh, we're only going to do it the peaceful, passive way and we're going to help everybody who comes along. And if that's not a fit for you, then maybe you need to get. Mm-hmm. Maybe you need to go find somewhere else to live because this isn't going to be the right fit for you. Mm-hmm. And this is how you decide your community. You see what's going to work. And I know you're like, well, I'm not leaving my house. Well, then maybe you have to kill all your neighbors. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, that's, I'm not saying that's a bad idea. I'm that's just... not necessarily wrong. But, you know, again, this is where Kevin gets everybody killed. Right. Right. I got to stop doing that. That was like like 40 right there. <sighs> you killed the whole neighborhood, right? Uh-huh. All right. All right. How about how about, you know, some other ideas though for more uh morale. morale. Okay. Um sports. You know, sports is a good way to keep people active, healthy, getting out their aggression, you know. You know, my favorite sport in the apocalypse is What's actually it? who can collect the most firewood. <laughs> That's a great game. <laughs> or who can carry the most buckets of water? Uh-huh. I'm going to time you for the Olympics. I'm timing you right now. Uh, go. I, I actually have a stopwatch in my Faraday cage just so, just so you can we play can that play game. The, go. <laughs> you know, we can play that game. You know, that that's something we can do. All right. I don't really have a stopwatch in my Faraday cage. Maybe we should. But now there's got to be. Yep. That's right. 
you know, but, that, that's you know, the best game. Sometimes, sometimes the best use of a of a kid's time is to send send him fishing. I like fishing. You know, maybe and, go get crawfish. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's things that you can do that are a little bit more leisurely. You're not getting as much work out of it. But you know, if he does bring home fish, they're that's not a dinner. pain in your ass that way. Mm-hmm. They're out doing something. You can definitely gather some kindling. Yeah. Oh, that's always mandatory. That's mandatory. When I when I go camping, it's a, the kids are always that's your job. Kids, go get go, some poison ivy and yeah. some sticks, and mm-hmm. and we're gonna make things happen. So that's definitely an option. Um, so what about like more like we think of traditional leather, leisure? So you're saying games. Mm-hmm. Um, I know people talk about oh board games, um, books. Now the idea is like if you're staying in your home. And like we talked about, you're maybe on a cul-de-sac in the 10 houses. I assume there's a lot of books between those 10 houses. Right. You could trade off, set up like some kind of little library kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I already have my like my, my full uh, full load of, of apocalypse reading. Yeah. It's, uh, well, it doesn't have to be apocalypse It's just related. two books. No, it's just oh. two books. It's, it's War and Peace and, and Moby Bible? Dick. Oh, I figure I it'll get me, it'll take me... 15 years to get through reading those things. That that sounds pretty probable. Um you know, it's aside of uh games and books and things like that. Uh another thing to think about is is recognizing the holidays as they come along, you know? You can put the kids to work on on you know, making gifts. Maybe somebody's the date keeper mm-hmm. and they're in charge of like a calendar and right. keeping that all uh, going. But decorating eggs and and uh, making Christmas ornaments type of stuff is is a great way to you know keep keep kids busy, you know keep some glue around. I like that. Now a lot of things too you might want to consider, and this is something you could add to your preps now. Um, books with some like engineering projects. Um, yep. A lot of the old popular mechanics used to have a lot of cool like steam engine ideas, different things like that. Putting people in charge of extra projects like that mm-hmm. that's something great that you can really will be a huge asset to the community as right. well as you know like your kids could be out making uh solar uh solar dehydrators mm-hmm. things like that you know hey you could you know or put together a greenhouse or you know build fencing for a goat that we might get or we could mm-hmm. try and catch rabbits or pigs and you know, fencing and set up a corral kind of thing for that. That could be something people could be working on. These projects can also be, you know, as occupying and as fulfilling as playing games. Right. Um, again, some straight dead time, you know, playing war with a pack of cards mm-hmm. might be what you need, you know, at the end of the day. And obviously things are different. Like in the winter months, if you can't go out and do anything and you're stuck in a cabin and, Right. Whatever, but these are things to plan for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I I am the uh, the household champion of Connect Four. You know, I've heard that's, that's a big thing. For just you. how it is. Um, another uh, another thing that you can work into it is is storytelling. You don't have to have anything for that. No, you just you shoot know? from the hip. Well, I mean, if you if you spend any time reading history, I'm, you can come up with a thousand stories kids have never heard about before. You know, so I mean, it, there's a lot of stuff that you know. Talking to your kids isn't doesn't have to be awful. Uh-uh. You can actually talk to them. 
there's a lot of great books on uh, Greek mythology uh-huh. and uh, maybe the Grimm fairy tales. Mm-hmm. Maybe if you just put those two books, you know, something on mythology. I know I have some great ones that cover all the the Greek gods and all the different stories. If you couldn't come up with stuff on your own, mm-hmm. if you're not fascinating like Kevin is, right? I, I mean, am Kevin fascinating. is true. Fascinating. True. You know, he starts talking. People come around and they're like, oh, let me pull up a log. Oh, wise leader, you know, can't you tell us some great stories? Tales of yesteryear. Mm. One thing I'm not good at, though, is music. Really? Some people are really talented with that sort of thing. You're not going to have an iPod. Mountain dulcimer? Mm-hmm. Whatever? You're not, yeah. You're not going to have a record player, a CD player. You hear music all the time. You don't think about it. You're in the gas station, the grocery store, Wherever you're at, you don't think Dueling about it because it's always available. Available, that's right. But some people, <laughs> if you can get that that retarded kid from <laughs> from Deliverance, then you're gonna be all set, man. All set. Some boot stomping, right? Mm-hmm. Now Chuck, a lot of what? people don't know this, but Chuck thrashes, thrashes? on the guitar. Yes. Ooh, I like it. So he's going to be somebody you want to keep around. Somebody you can keep around. He's entertain you a little bit. Something about, I don't know. I, I don't even know any songs about whatever. All right. But well, anyway, moving right along. How about food? Food, food. is a big morale booster. I like, I like food. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I can't help but note that every once in a while, my Patriot Supply has... Bulk like brownie mix, yeah. Twenty five year shelf life, and you're good to go. And now, chocolate. Mm-hmm. Now chocolate has caffeine in it. Caffeine and it boosts dopamine and serotonin. Yeah. So that's that's just happy happy stuff. All in I know your brain, is the girls get all know? angry at my house, and I break out the chocolate. I just like throw candy bars at them, and run the other yes. way. Yes, because you live in a house with how many females? Four? Three? three. You have three females? Three females. So you, they're all like, the cycles are matched up. It comes, Shark Week is on, you know? You got to break the chocolate out for Shark you gotta Week. You got to break the chocolate out. So that may be something you want to consider, like chocolate cake mix. Right. Brownies, even Even hot chocolate mix. That's the apocalypse. Simple to do. Packets it lasts forever. hot chocolate probably don't cost much. Nope. Especially if you buy it like at the end of the winter season, you know, mm-hmm. when they're trying to move that shit off the shelf. Right. Just keep in mind, pay attention to the dates because the ones they're trying to move off at the end of the year are about a year older than... Than the rest of them. Than the rest of them, yeah. All right. I mean, I imagine chocolate... Yeah, hot I've, chocolate has a pretty long shelf life. Yeah, but you know what really has a, a long shelf life is is uh, just cocoa powder. Or brownie mix for my Patriot Supply. Brownie mix is really, that's where it's at. I, I can tell you that I actually opened up all my month-long food storage bins, mm-hmm. and I shoved like five brownie things in each one. Ooh, nice. And I'm like, bump it up, mm-hmm. that and Chili Mac. Pick it up the game, Because, you know, Mac. I'm like, yeah, you know. Right. A little something extra. You know, people are like, yeah, I'm still hungry or not that again. Brownies. Brownies. There That's you right. go. Another great thing to throw in there is uh, make sure you have your coffee and tea. You know, some people like tea. I don't support the enslavement of the American people by the British. No. no. But, I mean, some people do, I guess. <laughs> I drink some, coffee. Some do. Mm-hmm. Um. 
another great thing to have in there is just hard candy. Yeah. You know, good. You know I, what I was reading is good and plenty. The licorice one has a extremely long shelf life. Other ones that last I know a long baseball time, card packs with the bubble with gum. The gum? <laughs> I don't think that gum actually made it though. They, I broke a tooth when I was when I was twelve trying to eat that stuff. Yep. Uh, butterscotch candies, Jolly Ranchers. Jolly Ranchers are a thing. They're also good if you throw them in a glass of uh, vodka and let them dissolve. That's a side of the point. And also that might be a bonus if there's a diabetic in the group and you're uh-huh. trying to work things out. You can... Mm-hmm. Whatever. Lifesavers are another great one. Basically last forever. Uh, freeze-dried desserts. Um, I'm not a biz- big dessert guy, but I hear the freeze-dried ice cream sandwiches are amazing. Really? So I might have to look into that. I don't I don't know anything about amazing. that. Amazing. Amazing. All right. And kids feel like astronauts. Well, I went to space camp when you I did? was a yeah. weenard. All right. And we did have freeze-dried ice cream. How was that? That's not an ice cream sandwich. It's just kind of like sugar, but not really good. Not really good? All right. Um, Like, you know how when you have ice cream and it melts in the container and then there's a little stuck to the side mm-hmm. and you go back like at the end and you're like uh freezer I guess. burning you yeah eat it's it. all freezer burning and you're like yeah Thanks. that's what it tasted okay. like but you know whatever uh-huh uh another great food that boosts boosts morale some beer everybody likes a beer and if you got a beer maker in the in the family I, I recommend you you pull them in. When things start going bad, tell them to bring all their pots and pans and all their stuff they need. Now, if stuff, you know, there is some planning required yeah. with beer, but if things do get out of hand and whatever, maybe that's one of the things. You, you'd send the kids out to find bees, mm-hmm. kind of find a swarm, start a little bee culture thing. You might check back on one of our older episodes. We had a whole thing about this. And maybe they could start making mead. Mead. Everybody's drunk. Everybody's happy. That's a win for everybody in the apocalypse. I used to have a friend of mine that said that he never drank. And I just didn't get that. He's 22. Like you You don't not drink when you're in the Navy and you're 22. Then he got drunk. And I completely understood what was going on. We were in the Middle East in some hotel somewhere. He was running up and down the halls naked. He was stealing artwork and bringing it back to the room. It was bad. So maybe alcohol isn't the best idea for your group. But case-by-case basis, you know? All right. Now, I just checked it out. Mountain House has those freeze-dried ice cream sandwiches. Uh Uh-huh. And they also actually have freeze-dried apple crisp. That doesn't sound as good. No? Uh, not that the ice cream sounds good. And then there's but. astronaut vanilla ice cream sandwich. Is that different? I don't think that's different. different. I think that's the same thing, but they, right. it says astronaut. Astronaut on. instead of mountain house. Mm-hmm. All, All right. right. Looks like about 35 bucks will get you. Wait for it. Let's see how many people you make happy. 12-pack pouches. That doesn't sound very good. I'm not. I'm not buying into this whole thing. Uh, we're going to have to do a little yeah. bit of work. We're going to have to do an entire show on freeze-dried desserts. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely something we're going to have to get to the bottom of. Because, mm-hmm. you know, maybe that's... I think we actually bought... We, You and I planned to do a uh, 
taste test of That's survival right. prepping food. Mm-hmm. And I ordered all these free samples and some not so free samples. Uh-huh. And I have about 30 packets from varying companies of uh, oh, survival food. Like stretch this out over a week. We're going to have to uh, make some, some grub this this summer. So. All right. All right. Another big deal on on uh, morale is sleep. You know, everybody gets cranky when they don't get enough sleep. Um, I personally have just decided that I'm going to make it a point in my life to get eight hours of sleep every day. I spend enough time in the Navy doing, you know, four hours a night, every night. And... Uh, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. You got to keep your health together in these situations. Um, and, you know, another thing a lack, a lack of sleep does, uh, it damages your immune system. It makes it irritable. But worst off, it decreases your sex drive. Oh. And how are you going to keep morale going? Yeah. If, yeah. if you're having that problem. The guy who's not getting sex at home. Does mm-hmm. he seem happy to you? He's always an asshole. He's always unhappy. I, I know like three of those guys. Yeah, no, that's a no-go. Mm-hmm. So, something to think about. Yep. Now, I almost wonder if we don't have time. Do you have more on this? No. Okay. So, I I almost feel like we don't really have time to get into it, but the part two of this that I feel like we need to touch on is kind of... One of the things that tend to tear a group apart are like laws and, and you know, criminal criminality, how you deal with it. So I was thinking long and hard, like I, I see shows and, and I know one of the early uh, Doomsday Prepper episodes, I saw like a guy comes walking up to the guy's property and he's like, you know, hey, do you have anything for my family? And the guy, like, is like, I'd just shoot him right then. Mm-hmm. And whatever. And, and you know, at first you're like, oh, that guy's an ass. And, you know, how dare he and whatever. These are things you need to kind of talk about with your group because these are the things that tear everybody apart. Right. And where they take sides and they're like, oh, the warmonger guy, he's so evil and we don't like him. And half the, you know, the soldier types are all with him. And then the caring compassionate types are all the other way well it does take both you know Mm -hmm. they they always used to say you know everyone wants to argue men and women are the same but really they're kind of different and women a lot of times will bring compassion and understanding and emotion empathy yeah the empathy whereas men will bring the hardness and it's that balance that makes everything work um so you need to be like aware of what the decisions of the group are going to be right in the beginning. Right. So one of the ways I thought of approaching this would be that I would basically set up some kind of perimeter around the compound, whatever area you control, even if it was just a string all the way around it, you know, 550 mm-hmm. paracord or whatever, right. whatever, you know, just something cheap all the way around. Then you put signs around that say, if you enter this area, you'll be shot. It'll work with me. But then you have like a gate at the front with a bell. And that says, you know, the only way you can talk to us is right here. Stand here and ring the bell. 
and wait to be addressed kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And that way you rule out the people wandering in and do I just shoot them? What Mm -hmm. do I do? People just walked up because people let people get way too close. Right. In a situation like this, whenever you watch movies or see things play out, people need to know, you know, if you have clear lines, hey, you're going to die. You know, Mm -hmm. if you come up here, but maybe they just want to trade. Or maybe it's, oh, I'm your cousin Johnny from whatever. Well, that's great. You see the sign, and it says, go to the front and ring the bell. And if you don't do that, I know you mean harm. Mm-hmm. Something along that line. Right. Then you go out. Now, thing is, you have to decide what your group is willing to share. You know, maybe you have free water because you have a well and a hand pump, and you can get clean water all day long. Maybe that's something you trade, Mm -hmm. you know, hey, bring me something and I'll happily give you water. But you also have to decide is if secrecy is part of your security plan. Right. You know, maybe you have 20 chickens and you have seven people and you know what? Nobody's eaten more than two eggs a day because you have other food or whatever. So you end up with six extra eggs a day. Mm hmm. That may be a possibility and something you could give out to passersby or whatever. Maybe you're in the charity mind or maybe it's something you can trade. You know, hey, look, we have gallons of water and six eggs a day. You can come bring us stuff and we'll happily trade it to you. You need to decide what your group's willing to do because when you do something like this, you're exposing what resources you might have. You know, they're like, oh, look, they have, no, you're good. They have extra, you know, eggs and whatever. They must have so much there. I want to rob them. Right. You know, I, I got to tell you, when you have a conflict with somebody, somebody comes and attacks you and you're a superior soldier just because you get the upper hand on them. I don't know if you let them go with compassion. This is the thing you need to decide. You know, you right. disarm this is the them. Type of thing that can do you can shoot tear them now, apart. or do they get angry and come back with their friends, and they get you while you're sleeping, yep. or they take a sniper shot from you know a quarter mile away while you're walking around dumb and happy in your camp? You know, you need to decide what a threat is, but these are the things like Kevin just said that's going to tear your group apart. Mm-hmm. You need to say, hey. You know what? If people get too close and disrespect any of our rules, you know, outsiders, right? then do we just kill them? Or, you know, what are we willing to do as a group? And I'm not saying what's right or wrong. I'm saying you need to decide as a group and be on the same page, the level of risk. But I know that, you know, day one, <clears throat> people are like, oh, that guy's not a threat. I can beat him up. And they beat him up and send him off. One of the guys in the Facebook group was like, oh, you know, uh, what is it, mob justice or whatever, beating them up and and sending them off goes a long way. Well, it does to the right guy, but I wonder if that anger and desperation ends up festering right? and these people come back and, and come after you. It's something you need to think about. Then the same thing. If you have somebody in your group, you need to decide what happens when somebody goes wrong. You know, like, all right, maybe you have six families and they Mm -hmm. have kids and maybe little Johnny likes to steal shit from other people in the group. And if you decide, you know what, if somebody steals from the group, they're banished, then the family has to decide, 
do we go with our son who whatever or is he on his own and whatever but if you decide these things beforehand they won't be a problem to right. the extent that they would be if you deal with it you know whatever at the end mm-hmm. and you need to think about that cuz stealing and shit like that can cost people their lives um you know they always make such a big deal about following orders in the military and you know if you don't follow orders people die right and that's true you that's know kind of it the way matters. it goes and that's why you know you always see like when i was making the example i said oh the military types will be hard-lined and and this way because they know what happens when you fall apart mm-hmm. um when things are serious when there's not other you know other mechanisms in place in order to you know protect people and and help them out you need to have stern consequences and you know cuz there's not the safety backup of oh well you know he left his watch and you know who cares cuz now you know somebody came in and stole a candy bar mm-hmm. well now they came in and t- stole all our supplies for the winter and we're not going to have enough food to feed everybody to make it through the winter and now we're going to die because he fell asleep on watch right you know things like that will start to become an issue and you need to decide what the consequences are. Mm-hmm. And just think about having these discussions beforehand or when you join a group, you know, kind of get the feel of what what's the uh, consensus and how you're going to do it. But sometimes security and all that has to be a way bigger prior- priority. My concern is a lot of times when things go bad for the first couple days, people are very lax and don't think, oh, well, you know, it's not going to be that serious, so I don't need to be so desperate. Right. You know, oh, this family, you know, needs a little, and I have enough for two weeks. Right. And they need It'll for be a day. Mm-hmm. I should just give them some and whatever. Right away, you need to start drawing these hard lines. Um, like with an EMP, and you got to get home to your family. You know, one of the stories I read, a guy was out, and he had a bike that he actually, I, I think he ended up in the story he was near like a bike store and he went in and paid the guy like a thousand dollars cash to buy a bicycle to get home. Well, somebody came up and tried to steal the bike from him and he shot him mm-hmm. and he's like so conflicted. Oh my God. You know, I shot that guy. This is so horrible, but that's life and death of, am I going to get home to my family? One to protect them and two to have my life. Then, you know, these are a big deal. And, and day one, these harsh decisions might become a reality. Right. And you need to start, you know, thinking about possibilities. That's one of the reasons I like, like all the prepper books and the different things. I like to see what's going on because you play out scenarios in your head mm-hmm. and you're like, well, what are the consequences of this? Right. You know, what will happen if I'm not nice and whatever to, you know, and then some of it does come to like, do I trust it? You know, have faith in God or different things. You know, what do you, if I give, have compassion here, is God going to have compassion with me? If that's your philosophy and the way you believe, then good, you know, but it's, you know, that kind of thing of, you know, self-reliance, you got to find a way to take care of yourself. And I've always been a firm supporter of spanking my kids. You are a good spanker. But if you do it right, you only got to spank them once. Right. You know, my dad had that look. He could just look at me and I knew. 
I knew I was fucking up. Was his face all red and rage? He had a vein. <laughs> There's a vein that popped out on his forehead. That sounds right. Yeah. No, and I have that look now. My kid knows. All right, that's it. <clears throat> I've pushed Done him with the too shit. far. Because I, I know he knows that he's gotten what, what can happen. So um, sometimes it's good to set an example early on and then just be a nice, nice, kind person nice, after kind that. Kind and gentle. Mm-hmm. Nice. Then well, you it's don't better have than to be the kid asshole. that's the asshole who's right. like smacks you in the face when you're out at the mall because you won't buy him the toy. Right, exactly. Yeah, you don't need that. I, I ain't dealing with that shit. Uh, dude, my uh, a friend of mine has a kid and uh, kid's an ass because they just let him run wild. And, you know, he decides where the family's going to go out to dinner at night. Oh, the I want to go. Your kid does. Oh, what do you want? And that's what they do every time. Oh, get the fuck out of here. And I'm like, oh, no. So <laughs> we're we're cleaning out a house and uh his family's there and, and helping out and so there's a vacuum and whatever and you know how vacuums have that like dust filter and this house is just dusty and filthy and whatever and i have pretty good allergies i don't know if you know but uh-huh. um so this kid pulls out the dust filter and i'm like stop don't touch that and he smacks it in the room where i'm standing and like knocks out all the dust and I'm like choking and dying. My eyes start watering right mm-hmm. away. And I'm like, that's it. What the hell? Mm-hmm. That's a no go. Don't let your kids grow up and be assholes. Right. Don't ever let saying. your kids be people you don't like. That's just something, you know, you remember might spoiling your kids is just postponing their unhappiness. Right. Because eventually they're going to be in, in the real world. And life is gonna suck when they realize they can't get every. And it's better you give them the one-time smack on the butt, Mm -hmm. and then the world smack them in the face. So, you know, just something to think about. You know, you don't want to send them out to mean guy Chuck, right? Who's gonna smack your kid in the face Mm -hmm. when you could have just smacked him on the butt once? Right, right. Now they got an ass whooping because they they knocked over my beer and thought it was funny. Thought it was funny, exactly. (laughs) You know, Kevin's kid once thought it was funny to mess with Uncle Chuck. I remember that. The mean guy, right? Uh-huh. Oh, that's it. It happens. It happens, you It know? happens. But, you know, if you keep your kids, you know, I'm not saying that you should be an asshole to your kids. No. I'm not saying that. You're not condoning that? No. I, I, I enjoy my kids hanging out with them, spending time with them, because I spanked them one time. That's why it works. Because maybe more than once, because I'm not maybe the perfect parent. All right, but but hey, but that's it. Um, so yeah, that that's what I got to say about that. The uh, I have a little update. So okay. remember, we told you guys about gardening, and I, I told you, oh, go to Sam's Club and spend two hundred fifty bucks, buy some shelving and some lighting. You'll be cool. Well, it turns out it occurred to my wife that if she had twice as many lights, she could double up on those shelves. Ooh. So then you're spending, it turns out, another huh? 180 or whatever on yep. lighting. And I'm like, damn it. So now, now it hurt a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I do have a lot of plans. Now, do you have a, um, do you have like a timer set up with your lights on your? Eh, you know what it is? Cool. Um, 
the older houses, whatever, they have, uh, you know how you have the light switch with some of the receptacles? Right. So I have it that I can just hit the light switch in the room and they all go out. And they all go out. All right. So it's not, not too Cause bad. Because you want to give them as much light as possible, but, I mean, you can't give them 24 hours right. a day. They have to have the nighttime rest mm-hmm. or it, it does stress them out. Yeah, I was just uh, out and around uh, today and I've got... Asparagus is starting to starting to pop. I'm jealous of your asparagus. I'm a, I'm I have a, asparagus, but mm-hmm. it's not like Kevin's asparagus. I got asparagus for days. Kevin has it for days. And now I didn't know this. I, I go out and pick every one I have, and I maybe have a bunch you get at the grocery store for two ninety nine mm-hmm. or whatever. I remember the first year. The first year I had asparagus, I had one that had got out of control and it was thick. It was like a, you know an inch and a half thick at the base. And uh, so I just cut it because you have to keep cutting it. Otherwise, right. it'll turn into a bush and it's no good. It's not you don't have asparagus anymore. So I cut it and I threw it for my dog and he went chasing it and chewed on it for for a half hour. Or so I was outside and I brought in probably 20, 30 asparagus that day. All right. And uh, my I was outside again. My wife noticed that the dog kept going into the kitchen and coming back out and going to the kitchen, coming back out. And she went out there and realized that he was just going up one at a time and taking a piece of asparagus off the table and eating it because he got a taste for it. So I ended up with three asparagus after after cutting down 30. That so sounds accurate. So keep your dogs away from your asparagus. Now, some people have that pee situation. Do you know about this? I've heard asparagus about pee. Pee. asparagus pee is not good. Apparently there's a gene. Really? And I don't have that gene because I've never noticed an asparagus pee smell. But some people, some people notice it every time. All right. Good to know. There you go. So The more you know. The more you know. <laughs> uh, it's falling apart fast. So if you guys have great show ideas or topics you want to hear about, mm-hmm. things you want to know, you can talk to us on uh, the Prepping Badass Facebook group. Yeah, and if you haven't joined that, you might want to. There's yeah. actually about 600 of you guys on there, mm-hmm. and it's a pretty good community. We all talk, and there's a lot going on, and and different things, and and you know, people get to know each other, and oh, this guy will like that, and you know, they mention their friends and people, and and it, it really is a community, and obviously they're like minded. If you've all suffered through this many uh, of our horrible episodes where mm-hmm. we talk craziness so if you have show ideas you might want to uh, mention them on there or you can email kevin at prepping badass at gmail.com that's right that's right um, i always like to hear from you guys and if you've got ideas i'd love to hear them i think that um i think that 90 percent of the ideas that have come up in the emails have become podcasts within a couple of weeks yeah we're you usually know? pretty good there's a few that, you know, we they take us a while sometimes if it's one, a topic we know nothing about. Mm-hmm. We either have to order some books or, or spend some time researching. Or sometimes we decide that they're too big of a thing for us to tackle that we don't really know. Right. You know, we don't want to feed you a bunch of crap. So, you know, it, it depends. But, uh, yeah, no, different ideas. Talk to us. Uh, any ideas on how we can make the show better or connect with you guys better or stuff you want us to sell or things you think we should be doing, shoot us an email, you know, we're happy to uh, hear about it. And definitely it's cool if you want to mention it in the group and uh, we're usually monitoring it, especially if you tag one of us in it, Mm -hmm. we, uh, you know, we get on it, but uh, 
Otherwise, uh, maybe hit us up for a review on uh, iTunes or wherever you're downloading this podcast. We always appreciate those. Also, if you really love the podcast, actually, if you love the podcast, you can support our sponsors. Do you guys know Tag Pack? That's right. Tag Pack has a bunch of usually AR-15 related gear um, that they send out in a subscription pack every month. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about forty nine ninety five, but you end up getting about a hundred dollars worth of stuff in there. And if you use the code Badass, you're gonna actually get a gun cleaning mat free with your purchase. That's really cool. Um, Tac Pack's been a great sponsor for us, so supporting them supports us. Another way you could support us is if you went to Patreon.com slant prepping badass, you can actually pledge to donate even a dollar a month. whatever. We will send you something cool. It says a patch. We'll send you some kind of patch. I think we may have some left. I see one on the wall here at Kevin's house. There's a couple so patches here. Yep. There's one or two left if yeah, you, know, you guys want to get in on We're going to have to reload on something, though. I'm not sure if it's going to be patches next time. We're going to you know, we'll update patches. When, it, when it's time. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, last uh, the window's closing. I think Hamish ended up getting a big horde of them. Right. If you're in Australia, you might be in luck. There are a few left yeah. in Australia. Hamish said he might help us out with that. So, otherwise... Stay safe, and we'll talk to you guys next week. The Survival and Basic Badass Podcast is a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. Mm-hmm.